0: Hi, everybody. The complex PTSD guy here. I'll start off by saying I'm not a doctor or psychiatrist. I'm just a guy living with complex PTSD, and I'm sharing my own ideas, ex- experiences, and opinions on this podcast. So, I wanted to share something um, that I'm not sure if I've shared these specific examples before, but um, I wanted to talk about what things were like for me and my when I was in my 20s, before I was ever diagnosed, because this might be extremely relatable, particularly if you deal with um, clinical depression, and if you deal with feelings of feeling lost, Um, because in my 20s, that was basically most of my 20s, until I would say, I went and got my massage therapy license, and I went, And I moved to North Carolina and got my own apartment and everything. Um, So before that, I was basically just sort of wandering through life, which maybe that's what a lot of people do when they're in their early 20s. Um, But I would say I was overly disorganized. And a lot of that stemmed from upbringing. It stemmed from stress. Um, Again, depression, I think that all plays into a disorganized mind. Um, But I wanted to share the importance of what I talked about in the last episode. uh, Having your sense of humor and your sense of wit when you're going through a lot of things like that. So I guess I'll start out first with um, some examples of things. So before I knew, and then I'm going to end with... um, some ways of looking at things from with a sense of humor and i wrote specific uh, jokes here uh, related to i use the example of growing up in a hoarder home i've talked about that a lot recently and it's very similar to basically growing up in a narcissist home but a hoarder home i think is a little bit more visual you can you yourself can visualize it so i wrote a poem related to that and then i wrote some jokes related to basically examples of how to use your wit if you're living in a situation like that. Um, So I wrote a few things down here. So before I knew that I had complex PTSD, my triggers were way more severe. And a big part of that is because I didn't know I had it. I didn't know anything about my own PTSD. So particular triggers for me... It would be like if somebody were to say something, it could be something super small, like one little sentence, Um, but particularly if the people who created my complex PTSD, um, the people who abused me or emotionally abused me, if they were to say one little thing, particularly something condescending, um, that's something that they used to do a lot, was be very condescending, which is basically squashing you, you know, it's squashing your self-esteem. That would be a big one for me Um, because, again, that goes back to feelings of incompetence. And if you feel like you can't focus, which if you're a kid with a lot of stress, if you can't focus, you get bad grades in school and you do feel incompetent. Um, And maybe for a time being, you are, you know, maybe you're just so lost, you are incompetent for a time being, but that doesn't mean you can't come out of it like I did. I came out of it. Um, so condescending comments and comments also, not just condescending, but comments towards me that sometimes made no sense whatsoever and were pulled out of the blue, um, comments that were made up in the other person's mind to serve them in the moment. Those were huge. Those were like some of my, my biggest triggers. Um, So so for an example, I also would call that emotional hijacking. Um, A key thing to remember if that's happening to you and you're feeling like your mind is just fogged over from what they've just said to you, remind yourself that whoever it is that's abusing you, um, that person is sick. And when I say sick, I mean they're mentally not well. And you don't have to say that to them because that would just trigger a response from them and they would say something condescending possibly to you but just know that they are Um, and I didn't know this until I was in my 30s and two people who were not in my immediate environment and did not know one another when I told them something that one of these people had said to me they said Ben they're, they're sick they're not well and I never saw it that way until they said that and I was like thank you for saying that and knowing someone else used the same word as this, other, as this other person informing me something's wrong here, um, two people use that word, sick. Um, so that's a word that I hope that you become familiar with when you think of the people that are creating your stress in your life, um, particularly a narcissist. A narcissist is sick. There's something wrong with them. A person with Munchausen is sick. There's something wrong with them. A hoarder is sick. There's something wrong with them. Um... So for me, again, it could be a condescending statement, a statement pulled out of thin air, a guilt trip, Um, and the problem with a lot of that was one, again, I didn't know I had complex PTSD, so I didn't know that this was so triggering. Um, When you grow up in abuse, a lot of times the abuser has all these little tricks they pull out of their sleeve, so that's what they were doing. They were pulling things out of thin air to serve them, and they don't care about how it affects you. They don't care. Um, And the problem with a lot of it was I believed them. I trusted them, and I believed what they said, and I took them for their word. So when someone's saying things, and it's abusive, and you believe them, it's detrimental. Like, I ended up in the hospital, right? Um, So a lot of my depression back then in my 20s was coming from a place I did not understand. And I just felt lost all the time. So I sought sought out a lot of counseling, which helped. Um, I would also say, as something to look for that will help you, pay attention to the things that you are drawn to. So people, places, activities. So for me, it was calm people, teachers in particular. It was parks. It was like ponds, nature. It was, I took a lot of art classes. These are all things that help calm me down and help me focus. And those are all things that are very meditative, um, you know. Meditation, for example, yoga, going for a walk in the park. I go for a walk every day. Walking really helps, um, just like forty-five minute walk. But p- just pay attention to the things you're drawn to, because years later, you know, when I was in my twenties, now I'm forty-one, I still engage with these things, and they still help. So, you know, it, the things that I was drawn to were the things that were helping me, and I just didn't know it at the time that that's why I was drawn to them. Um, Poetry is one I came to later. Um, And I wrote a poem that I shared before, and I'll read it again maybe tonight. But I wrote a poem called The Boy and the Sword. And it's a boy who's angry, a teenage boy, and he's trying to stab the fog with a sword. And the fog represents people who are gaslighting him. Um, And he's trying to stab him. And the sword is a weapon, right, because he's angry. He's really trying to get the fog, and you can't get the fog. You can't stab fog. Fog is just what's meddling up your mind. Um, So a carrier pigeon tells him, brings him a message and says, look over the hill, the hillside, past the fog. And when the boy goes up on top of the hill and looks over the hillside, he sees his interests in life, the things he'd forgotten about. And these narcissistic gaslighters were distracting him with fog. So the carrier pigeon tells him to run towards the things he's interested in and don't ever look back. So that would be my recommendation. Um, However much you're able to run to your interests, just go for them. That would be my my recommendation there. That's what that poem's about. But I'll read that poem again. Um, I also wanted to mention just really quick, whenever I talked about the tragic comedy play that I wrote, I found something online that I thought was really interesting when, um, when I looked up tragedy and comedy, and how to use these in a place of trauma. So one thing I found was convergent thinking, which is uh, in regards to this. It says, tragedy stresses what is past and what is real. It tends to be more information gathering based, wanting to find and resolve nagging problems. So that's in regards to tragedy and it's convergent thinking. And then it said divergent thinking. Comedy is more imaginative, stressing playfulness. It tends to look for a variety of answers and doesn't need to solve everything. So that's in relation to tragedy and comedy. When you're thinking of these things and coming from trauma, That convergent thinking and divergent thinking is what popped up when I Googled it. And then I wrote a little poem here, and then I'm going to read some jokes. So ways to make light of a bad situation that you might be in. And again, I'm just using an example of hoarding. Um, So I titled it A Hoarder Home. Don't lose your sense of wit. So particularly if you're a teenager and you're living in a hoarding home and you're still living under your parents... You might relate to this. Um, Waking up, seeing a trash-covered floor. Not being able to fully open my bedroom door. Piles of papers fill the hallways. We don't use the stovetop anymore. Riding the bus on my way to school. Do my classmates know What life is like inside a hoarder home? Why my parents keep all their junk I do not know. Even the yard is cluttered, which they barely mow. A house once functional no longer can I say. This all happened slowly. It was day by day. Maybe things will change and I'll wake up somewhere new. Where to start is the question, I haven't a clue. Looking on the bright side, there must be a joke hiding somewhere in all this garbage, right? Ah, I found it. Buried beneath the hoard, I find a book on organizing. Realizing the the universe is being witty with me, I cry laughing hysterically. So see, there was a solution to the end of the poem. He finds a book on organizing inside the hoarder home, and he sees the wit. I wrote a little haiku. um, So looking at the room, everything in disarray, messy. Hoarding is muddled. So that's a haiku. I love haikus. They get right to the point. And if you do have a distracted mind like I tend to, a haiku might be your new best friend. Um, The other thing... So here's some jokes I wrote, and I'm just going to finish it with this. Um, So in relation to living in a hoarder home, if you're literally living in one, here's some jokes. These are things that come to my mind all the time. And sometimes I try not to say things like this because... I've had people in the past tell me I sound rude, and so I tend to keep my mouth shut. But literally, like, if I was in a hoarder home, this is what I would say. Um, Or if I was watching a show on hoarding, I might say this with my friends in the room. So, again, this is all related to a hoarder home. Um, We've got a nice bunker here. You know, I'm telling jokes here. Another one. Well, we won't have to worry about cleaning dirty dishes, since we can't access them or the sink. I guess this is one way to hide your valuables. This puts a whole new perspective on not being wasteful. Well, at least we aren't liars, we're openly dysfunctional. I just found a book on home organizing, and it was right where I thought it would be, under 20 pounds of trash. At least I know my friends don't want to hang out just to use my PlayStation 2, since we can't locate the outlets. Look at the bright side. Nobody would want to rob this house. So those are just some jokes. Um, If you're living in a hoarder home, you know, there's ways to make light of things. Or if your light switches don't work and your wiring is all bad, maybe you won't be making light of things. Da, 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 yeah, right? Like a joke Because your lights won't turn on But uh, anyway I just wanted to share some of that And again, later tonight I might read The the Boy and the Sword um, It was either called The Boy and the Sword Or The Sword and the Fog I can't remember now But that's one of my deepest poems I've ever written Because um, there's a lot of angry Young men out there Who do things with weapons And it's on the news all the time but that's a, a similar type of scenario right there. Is There's a solution in the poem, and it's going over the hill and running towards your interests. So I just wanted to share some of that. I'm also going to talk about a show that I watch that it might be a little bit controversial. Um, but I'll mention that in the next episode I do. Again, the next episode might be kind of deep. Um, the poem I read is going to be kind of deep and then the show I mention some of you might not like that I mention it um, but I'm going to mention it anyway so uh, this is the complex PTSD guy signing off